0: Hey y'all, welcome to the very first episode of Side Mirror, a parts car convo inspired podcast. I'm so excited to be here y'all, like I really am so excited to be in the studio today. And by the studio, I very much mean my living room, but it's giving studio today. And so this is what we're working with and I'm super excited. So, before we start, I just want to quickly explain what a parts car conversation is. It's one of those, like, juicy conversations that you and, like, either one, two, three other people in the car, like, you just kind of sit there and just have a really good conversation. And it goes for, like, hours. Like, I'm talking about, like, I have an example. Like, once when I was at McDonald's, I just got ice cream with my friend. And it was probably, like, 10-something. And before you know it, it was, like, 12-something. And we were having, like, really good conversation, just in the car, chilling with, like, the windows down. It a really chill atmosphere. And then next thing you know, it was, like, 30. And it was, like, yeah, I got to go home. I have work the next morning. And then it was 3, and we're still talking about, like, everything that's happening in the world right now. So that is what this podcast is inspired by. Um, Every week we'll have myself in the driver's seat, and then we'll have – um. Either one, two, or three other people who are going to be in the passenger seat and in the back seat, just chatting and talking about life, talking about things that are happening in the world today, talking about what's popping, what's locking, and what's dropping, okay? So if you do want to be on the podcast, hit me up, let me know, I got you. But let's get started, y'all. So I really wanted to start this in January, but I know today is February, so we're just going to back up a little bit for a quick minute and talk January, okay? And... I feel like when I think January, I automatically think New Year's resolutions, and I really want to know how y'all feel about resolutions because I've I've heard some interesting things and I have my own take on it as well. Um, but I think for the most part, I don't really take time to do New Year's resolutions. I believe in them for other people. I sure do, and I will support you wholeheartedly if that's your portion. But they don't work for Dre Dre, and I feel like it's the timepiece. Like when you're setting goals. For New Year's resolution, you're like, okay, for this entire year, I want to eat more healthy, right? I want to be vegetarian. I want to only do social media for, like, one day out of the week for the entire year. But that's not really how I understand time. Like, I have a hard time understanding the time factor of it. Like, a year is just so long to me, y'all. Like, that's such a long commitment to say I want to do this, or I don't want to do this thing for an entire year, and that's where the resolution is supposed to be, and I know that you can, like, break it up, right, and, like, do, like, different topics or different ideas for every month, like, like, an overarching idea of I want to eat more healthy for the entire year of 2021. January, I'll be vegetarian. Uh, February, I'll do no carbs or less carbs. In March, I'll do, like, a calorie deficit diet. Like, you can kind of break it up like that, but I think I just have a hard time understanding, like, how I'm supposed to stay committed to this one thing for an entire year, if that makes sense. But I would love to know how y'all feel. Um, I think also when it comes to just setting goals and that time factor is just such a hindrance sometimes, I think over my life, I've come to understand that time can also be reactive. It doesn't just have to be proactive, right? So when you're setting a goal and you're like, um, maybe I want to stop cursing. And it's like, okay, like you kind of take your time through what that means, like set different things for you to do every week or every day so that you can kind of get cursing out of your system. But if you're like, okay, Dre, hold me accountable. I want to stop cursing in two months. Then I'm like, okay, I can do that. But what if it doesn't happen in two months? What if it really, truly, honestly takes you six months? to get the cursing out of your system and find other words or control your anger or whatever the deeper issue is, if there is one for you and why you curse, um, then like, what if that takes six months and not two months? And then you kind of get upset because it took six months and not two months. But really, instead of setting that proactive time goal of two months, you can just say, well, I know I want to stop cursing. Here's the things that I'm going to do. Here are the practices and the behaviors that I want to partake in to help me stop cursing. Let's see how long it takes. And if it takes six months instead of two months, then when that six month march comes, you feel like you've really formed the habit of not cursing anymore, then you can celebrate and honor that and say, it took me six months. And that's the time piece. That's what I mean by reactive versus proactive. Like You don't have to set the time at the beginning. You can see how long it takes you and then celebrate the time that it took you at the end as a reactive measure. And I think that's still beautiful. And I think that's still really meaningful and really effective. And I think that that can help people When they set their goals because that time piece can really mess you up the time piece can make you feel like you know if it's two months and a month down the road you're still doing it full heartedly like it's like dang am i really going to stop now i'm starting to like lose the motivation and really feel the pressure because i'm not sure that i can do this so that's my two cents on that y'all i was really thinking about it and i was like my life has really just taught me that time can be reactive it doesn't always have to be proactive and time doesn't stop for anyone as much as we want it to. So, let's keep that in mind. But let me know what y'all think about that. Share your thoughts with me. I'm always open to the conversation. Today in the car is just me. So, <laughs> it's really me talking and y'all listening. Um, but I'm, I'm here for it. Also, in January, I feel like we definitely got to talk about these inauguration performances. And you know what? I'm going to say it, and I hope y'all don't hate me for it. But J-Lo did what she had to do. Jennifer Lopez, it was given vibrato. It was given voice control. It was given culture. I mean, she said that line in Spanish, like, and her outfit was on point. Like, I, I really enjoyed J-Lo. I really did. I think she, like, in terms of the singers um, from that day at the inauguration, I think that she would be at the top of my list. Um, but speaking of outfits, y'all, was nobody on that stage more dripped out than Michelle, Okay. I know y'all saw on Twitter where everyone was saying, the outfit was crispy, the hair was slate and laid, just pressed. And I know I've been on the internet already looking for my two-piece burgundy suit, okay? <laughs> Michelle did that. And shout out to Michelle, if you're listening, come join the car, sis, because we got a lot to talk about. And I think we can also talk about Amanda Gorman's poetry. We haven't had a poet since, like, I think Maya Angelou, right, at the inauguration. I might be wrong. Someone fact-check me. Um, but... It was a yellow suit and the bright red headband for me, Amanda. She like I was tuned into the words, don't get me wrong, especially as someone who really loves and enjoys poetry. But her outfit was really doing it. And she I think she was really precise and really articulate about, okay, I am a black woman. Here's my skin complexion. Like what colors pop on me? What are my undertones? Like all of that stuff you take into consideration. And she said, Yes, I'm showing up to this stage full-heartedly in my whole self. Y'all invited me. I'm bringing my whole self to the table. And here's what I have to say. My fashion is saying this. My words are saying this. My presence, my energy is saying this. The history that I'm making today is saying this. Like, Amanda Gorman, job well done. And thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really feel like her performance set the tone for so many other poets, and she's opening doors for people. Like we need to talk about it, y'all, because that was really history. That really was history. And I really hope that they paid her even more than what she asked for, honestly, because Sis deserves it. I don't know what she asked for, um, but I hope it was even more. I hope they doubled it and tripled it a hundredfold because that's what she deserved also, she uh, performed poetry at like one of the Super Bowl events. And I thought that was really cool to see as well. And the baby blue that she had on was everything. She had on this like, ba- like, um uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like this baby blue color with like jewels or like rhinestones or something on the outside exterior. Like it was really cool to see. But once again, she was in her bag. And I hope they paid her double and triple more for that as well, because she did that. If you don't know who Amanda Gorman is, please look it up. You can watch any of her performances. She has other stuff on YouTube as well. Like She's very much well-known, um, but she did that. So, trouble well done, Amanda. I appreciate you. So, let's switch gears here for a minute. Um, I want to introduce a segment called Good Vibes, Good Vibes. And this is when you can give a shout-out or send good vibes to someone in your community. Um, I'm definitely sending good vibes to my granny. Hey, granny, if you're listening to this. Granny is a rock of our family, and her B-Day is coming soon. So, I definitely want to give a shout-out. And send some vibes her way. But each week, as we have people on there, on here, in the car, we can all send good vibes to someone in our community. Whether that's a music community, like a personal, professional, family community, whatever it is. And I also want to send good vibes to SZA. Y'all, I really feel like SZA is underrated. And, And I really mean that, like, I know she hasn't been out for long, long, long. Like, I think the first SZA song that I probably heard was... Um, maybe I was, I was probably in college a couple of years ago. I just keep them satisfied through the weekend. When I say her whole bag, she was in. Okay. I was like, I don't even know what this means. Like, am I like, I don't know. Is my pretend boo thing. Cause I was single at the time. Like, are you over here accompanying this other person from nine to five, but I got you on the weekend. Like, what does that really mean to me? I was like, you know what, Dre, you don't have to unpack the lyrics. Just enjoy the vibe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> enjoy the music. I don't know if y'all ever heard that too, but like. There's like one or two lines in a song that you're like, mm, I'm not sure that this is my portion right now. But I've been there before, so I'm going to still sing this song because it's a good song. Or I know I might be there in a couple months, so let me just enjoy the song now before I get there. And then I might need to wrap around to a different song to help me through whatever I'm going through in a couple months. But SZA did that, and I really love to like cook and cling to her music. Honestly, it's something about a piece of chicken that tastes better when it's been infused with SZA music playing it in the air. I promise. I don't know what it is about it, but she really does it for me. Good days on my mind. Sorry, that was just stuck in my head. Um, But what playlist do y'all have SZA on? I really want to know, is it giving like cooking playlist? Is it giving sex playlist? Is it giving chill on a Sunday evening playlist? Like I want to know because I want to make sure I'm on point when it comes to my SZA. I really am a growing fan of sis and I think that she she's already topping charts she's already like performing and doing her thing but i think she deserves way more credit than she's giving so if you haven't listened to SZA, that's s-z-a, S-Z-A. <laughs> if you haven't listened to SZA, then i definitely recommend um giving her a listen you can find her on spotify apple music all that type of stuff just listen to the top songs see if it's a vibe for you and let me know if it is and if it isn't let's talk through why it's not because good days on my mind. I just feel like we all need them. And on that same wave, Summer Walker. I also feel like Summer Walker is a whole vibe. And let's talk about it because I know like as a person, person wise, I don't know about all that. Like shh. I wouldn't put it at the top of my list for that in terms of celebrities and like the things that she said and the things that she stands for. But as a music artist, yeah. It's definitely giving vibe. Session 32, Riot is my favorite Summer Walker song. What was my first Summer Walker song that I listened to? Oh, Girls Need Love. Yeah, I remember because I was on my way to the club with my friends. We were in the car, and I was in the back seat, and my friend played the song, and I was like, okay, like, Girls Need Love. But it was just really something about it. And I've one, I'm not a girl. Two, I feel like I don't need love. But I resonated with it. And I feel like when music can do that, when you like don't even know what's going on, but you still resonate with the beat and the rhythm and the words and just the overall like feel that the music gives you, I feel like that's something to hold on to. And turns out in 20, I think in 2020 or 2019, I'm pretty sure it was 2020. No, 2019. In 2019, my top listened to song on Spotify was definitely The Girls Need Love by Summer Walker. And I don't know what that says about me, once again, I'm not a girl, and I don't be needing love. Well, maybe I want it. Maybe I do need it and don't want it. Y'all, we can get into that later. You know, the love life thing and the romantic thing, that deserves an episode in itself. So we're going to have to get back. We're going to have to get out the car get some snacks and come back in the car for that one, okay? Because we can go on and on. But I definitely want to send good vibes to SZA, send good vibes to Summer Walker, send good vibes to my granny. And I want to ask you all, who are you sending good vibes to? And what good vibes are you releasing into the atmosphere for yourself? What are you praying for? What are you hoping for? I know for me, interdependence has just really been something that's on my mind lately. And what I mean by that is, like, I feel like for a while, I really valued independence, just kind of being on my own, doing my own thing, like managing my money by myself, living by myself if I could and afford it at the time. And if I really wanted to at the time, like cooking for myself, being single, not having a romantic partner or partners, like it was just very much Dre every day. And like, what can I do to build myself up? What can I do to make sure that I stay in tune with myself and the in the energy that I'm releasing to myself and to other people? And I think that kind of turned into how can I be independent and serve others and help others because I feel like that's my calling. Like, am I too in my head as an independent person where I feel like I want control over all these aspects of my life? Because, because that's what independent meant to me. But also with work and with who I am as a friend and a family member, I'm always giving. I'm giving energy and I'm giving time and I'm giving the resources that I feel like I have to give. So what does that mean for my independency? And that's when through reflection and journaling, I kind of came to the term of interdependence, where I feel like you take you take that independence, right? And you kind of make sense of it in your community. Like who, what are you giving to your community? Who are you in this community? What can you afford to give at different times when your community is in need? And I feel like you mesh that together. And that's what interdependence means for me. So I'm really sending good vibes to myself that I can continue to be interdependent and be intertwined with my community while also honing up my values of knowing that I really value self-development and I really value the independence part of my life where I'm living on my own and thinking on my own, and just really discovering who I am without having someone else in my face every second of every day, every week of every month of every year, because I feel like that's a lot for me. But I'm really hoping to understand it and just kind of transition from being ind- independent to valuing my community in an interdependent way. So please send us some good vibes my way for that as well. I'm all open. If you want to chat more about that, I'm open to that as well. I think in my head, it's just kind of like dependence, independence, and interdependence. And which one do you feel like you want to execute, you want to manifest in your life? And, and I'm not bashing anyone. Like I feel like all three are definitely valid. And, and I've been in all three depending on what stage of my life I was in, but interdependence is where I really want to go, so let me know if y'all want to talk more about that. In this next segment, um, I want to call it What Did Twitter Say? And every week, I run polls on Twitter, and we can talk about them in the car on this podcast, and I named it What Did Twitter Say, because honestly, y'all, I feel like Twitter is a whole news reporter, okay? Like, I hear about stuff. I'll be in class, and I hear about stuff, and I'll be like, hmm, I don't know what black Twitter has said about this. Let me search real quick. Or I wonder if anyone on Twitter has said anything about this. Like, let me search. And I'm not saying that everything you see on Twitter is accurate. Like, of course not. But there have been times where I'm just scrolling on Twitter and like, I see that this happened over in California or this happened over in Montana. And I'm like, oh my God, like people are doing this. Like I didn't know this was a thing. And I see it on Twitter before I see it on the news. I mean, well, do I watch the news? No. But we all get the news notifications like on our phone when Apple be trying to listen to our conversations. But anyway, I feel like Twitter is a whole news outlet. But I also use Twitter to just like release my feelings and my emotions. And I really love to poll y'all and see what you're thinking. So here are some of the most recent polls from Twitter. And let's talk about it. So the first one I said, is it lying if you withhold information from someone that they didn't ask for in order to protect them? So basically, if you're having a conversation with someone and they're like, yeah, and like, so and so said that he was going to do this for me and going to do that for me. But you know from a conversation that you have with that so and so that they're actually not going to do it. But your friend is going on and on about how they feel like so and so is going to do this and do that. But you know the truth. Like, is that really lying if you don't tell your friend that so and so already said he's not going to do that for you? Because I feel like, like, are you protecting them? Are you just like lying? Are you like, well, so-and-so has a responsibility to tell my friend that they're not going to do this. It's none of my business. So I put the poll out on Twitter, and 25% of y'all said yes, it is lying if you withhold information for someone in order to protect them. 33% of y'all said no, it is not lying, and 42% of y'all said it's nuanced. And I included that nuance piece because that's how I feel. <laughs> I was like, I don't really resonate with a yes or a no. I feel like it's very much nuance. It's very much like depending on the situation. And I don't know if I can generalize an answer enough to pick a yes category or a no category. But 42% of y'all also agree with me. So I think that it depends on the situation and it depends on the relationship that you have with the person and some of the agreements and expectations that you have with that person in the relationship right like you know you know what every relationship gives you and what you give it or give the person or the people that's in a relationship and what vibe y'all have had for the entire time that y'all have known each other like what are the values of that ship is it trust is it loyalty is it honesty is it i will protect you at all times so i know that i won't say anything i'm going to withhold this information and once i explain it to you later i just know you're going to understand Or is it like, I know you're going to be mad at me, but I don't really care because it's not my place to say. Like, All of those layers, all of those things I feel like is nuanced. Will I always value truth? Absolutely. But do I think that there's a time and a place to tell truth? Yes. And is this my truth to tell is also the question that comes to my head. Because if that so-and-so person was supposed to tell you, they done told me already. They told me. And I'm thinking you're on the same page. We're now in this conversation, I find out that you're not on the same page. So it's like, Am I supposed to tell this? Am I going behind that so-and-so's back if I tell you this? Like, am I valuing their friendship over our friendship? Like, what what are we doing here? So I do think that it's nuanced. Um, And there's a lot of different ways that you can think about it. But I think overall, if you withhold information from someone, if you feel like your intention is to protect them, and that's an authentic and genuine intention, then I feel like it could be justified. Once again, depending on that relationship. But let me know what y'all think, of course. So this next one, there's a tweet by Vibes underscore T. Shout out to Vibes underscore T if you're listening. And the tweet said, I'm sorry if someone made you think it's hard to love you. And I said, wow, I don't think I have the capacity to like fully understand this right now. But I think I know what it's saying. I'm sorry if someone made you think it's hard to love you. And I was trying to understand like, what that could mean. And, I, and I've and i experienced this, I do resonate with this. I do feel like there's two people I'm thinking of, especially who have made me feel like it's hard for them to love me. And they've never said it, but it's a feeling and I'm an intuitive person. So I kind of picked up on that feeling and I'm like, okay, damn, like, what am I doing wrong? You know, and it kind of leads you down this self spiral Of pity, honestly, and of like worrying and questioning and like not even knowing what your next move is because you're like, is this even working out? But really, they haven't said all these things, their actions have just kind of given you that vibe. But that feeling is something that you hold on to. You know how they say, like, I can forgive you for what you said to me, but I'll never forgive you based on like how you make me feel. I feel like it could be one of those situations, like feeling like It's hard for someone to love you. That is a suckish feeling. That can hurt. That can lead to trauma. Like, that can stay with you for years if you don't unpack that or if you don't get out of that situation. And by unpack that, I mean, like, you know, bring bring up a conversation about it. But that can also be hard. Like, how do you just sit down at dinner and be like, so, John, is it hard for you to love me? Like, you know, and, And where did you go from that conversation? Like, I don't know. I feel like that's awkward. That's weird. Like, can I really sit there and do that? But if anyone else resonates with this, like I said, let me know, because it was hard for me to understand. And I think that I've understood it. But I'm also thinking what's hard for me to understand about it is that for a long time, my self-pity came from feeling like I was just too complex of a person for someone to love. Or for someone to like or for someone to get to know and all of this was in my head and i'm glad that i'm not in that spot anymore and through therapy like i was really trying to discover where that stemmed from but i find that it's not healthy for me to think that about myself like it's not that i'm complicated it's not that my emotions and my thought processes are super complex it's that here's who i am as a person this is what makes up me this is what makes up dre you're gonna if if you want to take it and you wanna love it, then you can do that. If you don't, then that's not on me. Those aren't my feelings to internalize and take in because you just don't have the capacity to love me. And love me the way that I want to receive love and love me in a way that would make me want to give love back to you. So is that my fault? No. Should I take on those feelings and those emotions and that that pressure? No. So I think that's, that's kind of where my thought process was when I read that tweet. I'm sorry if someone made you think it's hard to love you. And it's deep. It really is deep. And I feel like love isn't something to be sorry for. That's why I really push, like, just loving on people. Whatever love means to you and for you, like, love on that. Love is not jealousy. Love is not evil. Love is not discrimination. Love is love. And I really, really try to share that. Okay, I'm going to go through one more tweet. And y'all, I'm really ready for this one because I have my thoughts for sure. The tweet or the poll that I put out says, will you always respect your elders even if you feel like they are being disrespectful towards you? Let's talk about it because 33% of y'all said, I will respect them. And 67% of y'all said, I will get disrespectful. Now, here's the thing. The first thing I thought about is, you know, being raised in the church and how we're always taught. Well, the church and just being raised in a black family, we're taught that you can never, ever, ever disrespect your elders. Like your elders have put in time and work to pave the way for you. To pay the way for, your, for other people that are older than you and you and your generation. So how dare you fix your mouth to be disrespectful towards them? It don't matter if they're yelling at you. It don't matter if they ask you to do something 50, 11 times and you're tired. If they call you and wake you up and ask you to do something for them, like you always do it. You always respect it. Now, the part that I really want to hone in on is if you feel like they are being disrespectful towards you, and I really struggle because I'm like, okay, well, what's disrespect towards me? I don't like when people yell at me. It don't matter how old you is, if you're younger, older, or the same age as me, like, don't yell at me. But I feel like, especially growing up, like when parents, my parents would yell at me. I'm like, you can get your point across without hollering. You can get your point across without raising your voice at me. Because now I feel like I'm not even tuned in to what you're saying. I'm tuned into the fact that you're yelling. And I feel like you're being disrespectful. So now I'm about you yelling at me, telling me to wash the dishes. So now I'm gonna take my time walking from my room to the kitchen. And then I'm gonna walk back to my room to do nothing and then walk back to the kitchen. And then I'm gonna start washing dishes. But I feel like since you wanna do what you wanna do, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. But that's deemed as disrespectful <laughs> because it's very much tit for tat in my household. But it's like, okay, well, I've told you, I've explained to you that you're yelling at me is not my portion. It's not what makes me feel good. It makes me feel like aggravated very much. And I don't want to feel that way right now because today is the day that the Lord has made and I would rejoice and be glad in it. If we're talking Christian household. But you'd be disrespectful towards me and then you expect me to just snap and like just automatically be respectful towards you. I feel like that's an issue. And and I'm very much talking now. Like I'm 23 years old and I think there's still things that I have to discuss with family members where I feel like they'll say things or they'll do things that I feel like, and I deem as disrespectful. And I'm like, okay, so you can't hold on to this. Or even friends, like you can't hold on to this. Like you have 24 hours to either talk to them about it or just drop it and get your peace of mind back because your peace should always be your priority. But I'm also like, where does that tail come from? Like if someone's being disrespectful towards you, you just automatically have to respect them. Like, I'm not sure that that's what respect even is in the first place. I feel like that's taking advantage of someone. So let me know what y'all think. I know I don't I don't want to mess with anyone's household. Don't be yelling at your mama back, talking about what Dre said that you can um I can yell at you because you yell at me first and that's disrespectful. Uh uh-uh. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like I let it ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I just want to know what y'all deem as respect and disrespect and where and where does that fit in the lens of like a, even a Christian household, or just something that you've been taught that you no longer prescribe to, or you do, or you do feel like you still resonate with that? I just want to know some dots because I still struggle with it to this day, and it really is hard being an adult child. And What I mean by that is obviously as an adult, but you're still a child to your parents. So how do you navigate those tough conversations? We can talk about it, y'all, because I'm sure we're all going through it. We have our ego. We have the way that we do things, we have our thought process and we have our routine on a daily basis. And if parents, if once we moved out of the house and we developed those things, our parents pretty much no longer know about it because they're not in our household anymore, right? So they're still operating under the same mindset of when I was in their household, just using myself as an example, when I was in your household, here's what Dre would think, or here's what would make Dre happy. Here's what would make Dre sad, all these things. And like, well, you don't know that anymore because once I move out, I'm still evolving. I'm still developing as a person. So tune into that. Listen to me when I speak about my values or listen to me when I speak about where I want to take my life or what I'm doing in my life right now. Listen to me when I speak about the problems that I'm having with friendships and I don't know where to go from there. Like, listen, I feel like the roles kind of reverse where parents can afford to listen more to children. That way that respect and disrespect thing doesn't come up as much because you know each other now. You continue to know each other. You continue to tune into how each other is developing and evolving as a person. So that's what I have to say about that. But we're going to wrap up, y'all. I'm going to leave y'all with a song to listen to every week. And today is giving Janet Jackson for me. Y'all know I'm not even going, I'm not going to tap into the conversation of how I feel like Janet Jackson is more of a legend than Michael Jackson because I don't want to try to beat me up today in this car. But just know that's how I feel. We can talk about it if y'all want to talk about it. But today's Janet Jackson song is, Does It Really Matter? Does it matter what your friends tell you? I really love the song. And the lyrics say, doesn't matter what your friends tell you. Doesn't matter what my family saying to. It just matters that I'm in love with you. It only matters that you love me too. I ain't in love with nobody, but I do love the lyrics and I love the song. <laughs> and I guess I'd be singing it to myself. I don't know. Like I'm always here for self-love and self-praise, but... To you all, I release that. It doesn't matter what your friends tell you or what your family's saying too. If you're in love with yourself or in love with someone, that's what matters. And love them back, okay? Have a good week. Go forth and prosper. Thank y'all for being with me in the car today. I love y'all, and let's hop back on next week, okay? Love y'all. Okay, bye. <music>